HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. What? That seems that seems perfectly reasonable. Imagine if like those three creatures. Imagine when, if, when you say creatures, what do you mean by this? I mean face down, two two creatures. So you have three two two creatures in play, and, and they're you, all face down. I don't know what they are. Right, and you've just like and I, I wrath you, you like wrath you do. Me, you wrath me, and my creatures go to my graveyard, and they were think twice, a silent departure, and a spider spawning. Well, this is the greedy MS deck I've ever heard of. But how would those cards become two two face down creatures? So uh, today is, is the start of uh, really the official start of spoiler season for Fate Reforged, the second set in the Kanza Fate Tarkir. Reforged. Yeah. What is that? That's the new set in Kanza Tarkir. It's the second set, and uh, it follows up on a lot of the themes from Kanza Tarkir and has a bunch of new mechanics that were all kind of basically revealed today. And the one that I am just like. Gaga, I am, Lady yeah, Gaga. I am, over. I, am, I am pointing due north about. Yeah. Is Are you pointing? <laughs> All right, I'm actually pointing south. <laughs> Northwest of that. <laughs> but you know, yeah. you you get my meaning. Uh, is is manifest this new mechanic? Which uh, so so the, just the, say this in a manifest card. I think people don't know what the hell okay. you're talking about. All right, right so now. this is this is the, the big card that was previewed today. So who previewed? Mark it? Mark Rosewater previewed it in his Making Magic column. Okay. Uh, this is called Whisperwood Elemental, and it's 3GG for a 4-4. Four, four. So 3GG three, three three for a 4-4. Four, four. So it's the size of an Indrick Stomp Howler, the size of a Dirkwood Boar. Yeah, yeah, Are there exactly. any cards? I mean, Indrick Stomp Howler, is that the best card that's ever been at that casting cost? Uh, probably. That size? Probably. It was one of the best cards in block, but although I take it very high in cube. Okay. But so what, what's so special about this thing? Is this a 4-4 four, four for 5? At the beginning of your end step. So this is Manifest. Yes. At the beginning of your end step, Manifest the top card of your library. And then in italics it says, that means put into the battle, onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 two, two creature. So you take the top card of your library. Once no you, matter what it no is. No matter what it is, you don't get to choose. You don't, I mean, you get to look at it when it's face down, but you don't get to look at it. You know, you just do it. You don't get the option to decline. Yeah. You put it onto the field, onto the board as a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, you can turn the creature face up at any time for its mana cost. If it's a if, creature. If it's a creature card. If it's a morph creature, you can also turn it up for its morph cost. Oh, does it say that? It doesn't say that. Oh, but I, morphs have that I, ability. I did a little... I've been but morphs little, have that ability morphs naturally. Morphs have that ability naturally if they're face down. Okay. So, to me, I, this, this mechanic is really exciting. Like, So, what is the rarity? That's a mythic rare card. Oh, okay. And so, so and then there's an, a future, another ability on this Oh, card. okay. It says, sacrifice Whisperwood Elemental until end of turn, face up non-token creatures you control gain when this creature dies, manifest the top card of your library. That's just like a... That's just a... a a colon next to that? Yes. So this card is... Wait. This card is impossibly good against removal? Is that the... It seems really good. I mean, you have to have face-up non-token creatures, so you can't have manifested creatures. You need to flip some of them up. So, but if they're like ornithopters... <laughs> sure. If they're like dryad arbors, ornithopters... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mem knights... Yes. That sounds like a hell of a deck. I just, well, there's my <laughs> yeah, deck. That's the Flores. <laughs> so, so, so here's 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 the matchup. My deck, what's this? Whisperwood Elemental. Yeah. Whisper. So my deck is four Whisperwood Elemental paired with Dryad Arbor, Ornithopter, Memnite, various Kobolds. Yeah. That's my deck. <laughs> Your deck 
<laughs> I'm blocking your guys with my think twice, spider my spider spawning, and my silent departure. Well, you're gonna destroy me. <laughs> this is this is no fun. Well, no, I mean like because then I would just sacrifice my whisperoid elemental, and then when we block, both guys die. You get a flashback ability. I just get the next card though. So you're spending mana. I'm just getting the next yeah. card. I'm gonna win. I don't even know. I, oh I, wait, no, I'm not because damage goes on doesn't go on the stack anymore. Correct. Oh my god. Damage on the stack gets another expert magic player. <laughs> Once again, amateurs are rewarded by stupid rules. Yeah, that's so, you, the amateurs. Thank you. I'll take it. Oh, this. Yeah. So you do, do you not do you not love this ability? I don't know. This card seems like obviously on this card, the it it's it's a little weird, like because it's I mean it's this you know really good four four. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like, the ability in play for this creature is, is very good. So you're saying just having this guy in play, a 4-4 four, four for 5 that has a bunch of text on it, you think is just, I mean, just a I good think, thing I to think, have in play? I think in a green deck where you're ramping into this with elves and Borderland Rangers and whatevers, I'm just saying Borderland Rangers. I'm just saying Borderland Rangers to draw you into this deck. Yeah. You know that. Um, you know, where, where you're just playing, like, mana creatures, like, creature ramp. And then you're like, okay, sack this guy now when you, you go to Wrath. Sack this guy, and now all my elves get cashed in. What deck do you want this card against? It's bad against counterspell decks, right? It's super bad against counterspell decks. Is it bad against counterspell Yeah, because they're going to counter it because it costs five. All right, but... It's but, a goober. Sure. I'm, let's assume that there's some other manifest abilities, though. Like other, other, other cards that have manifest that might be more... Uh, maybe get in under counter spells, like maybe that have like a trigger, like maybe it's not like automatically that you manifest every turn. Are there things that destroy all things of a casting cost in a standard? Well, there's going to be the Ugin. Well, the new the new planeswalker. The new planeswalker. So that gets all your zeros, right? So this cat, Whisperwood Elemental, gets a lot of card advantages, maybe, but right. I feel like getting him into play is tough. I think he's great against mass removal. Yeah. Semi crappy against spot removal. Right. So that, not crappy, semi crappy. Right. So so the, uh, but I mean again, if you if you get like if you ever just get like a couple extra cards off of him, I mean there. It depends. Depends what other people are doing, right? Sure. Like there's always been a tension in Magic the Gathering between I, I, between here, here's, killing here's, speed and card here, advantage. Here's the reality. Five five dumb green guy, I'm not that interested in. Yeah. The idea that they're gonna put this on a permanent this ability, that I'm interested in. We haven't seen where they can take this. I mean, I think I think it's certainly an interesting ability that, you know, as, can you imagine a deck that just was like, like just imagine for a minute there was an artifact that was like four manifest. And you just played like a creatureless deck with four of those. Like all your cards are just mana, counter spells, card draw, whatever. And you just win with that. You can tell me. I mean, if it's two manifests, I'm really interested. Yeah, obviously. If it's four manifests, I'm less interested. It's expensive. It is expensive. But, I mean, it's just this inevitable win condition, right? I guess an artifact isn't super hard to kill compared to a yeah, creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's so, not like an enchantment creature or anything, right? So, like... Oh, so, here's... I want to think about this card for a second, okay. right? Okay. I just want to also talk about... There were two other instances of manifest that I saw spoiled today. Wait, wait, wait. Before so. we get there, what if we played this in, like, a secret plans deck? Right, so if you have secret plans and trail of mystery, how would that interact with manifest? 
<laughs> I don't know. So what do secret plants do? <laughs> I don't know. Shut up! You are like the world's foremost lover of I mean, secret I don't plants. Know. I don't know if it's I mean, maybe Gerard Fabiano now, yeah. right? I just gotta see if it... Uh, why, did he play it in Standard or something? No, I think, like, in the... Didn't he, like, have multiple in his Grand Prix winning deck? No, no, I don't, I don't believe Dan, so. All right, never mind. Carried in. So either cut that part out or don't bother. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Sometimes no, no, really Secret Plans works with this. Whenever, so, you, whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, draw a card. Okay. and so then But what's, what's its ability on, on face down cards? They're uh, plus O plus two, right? Plus O plus one. Plus O plus one, sorry. Um, okay, and then what's what's the other one? Face, trail yeah, of, face down creatures you control. Yeah, no, that's nice. So what about Trail of Mystery then? I, am, I have to imagine Trail of Mystery is templated the same way. It just never occurred to me that there would be some other way. Yeah, whenever it says whenever a face down. So Trail of Mystery also. So read this. Whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, uh, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Yeah, I That's feel actually like, kind of insane. I feel like if I just played a Trail of Mystery deck that had, four of, actually kind of that had four of this idiot in it, I might now be interested, okay? But I still feel like that's slow. Although, like, getting a bunch of Sagu Maulers is awesome. Okay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if my deck could have, like... If my, here, what's our deck, then? Like, wow. four Sagu Mauler, four Rattleclaw Mystic. Right. I mean, there's, like, not that many good morph creatures, right? I mean, you don't really need the, the Hydra morph. is okay. You don't really need the morph creatures as you much. You do. You need, you, need, you need a plan A. Sure. Right? Sure. I, I mean, again, like, the I fact that all your cards are Borderland Ranger sometimes is awesome. I think, you know what, you have to play with, like, Teamer Charger and 06 Wall. Sure. If you play with those cards, I think this might be, like, a deck. Because then th those cards wow. are just, like, action. Wow, so Trail and Secret Plans actually work. That's, how gaudy is that? Like, Secret Plans, and then you're like, at the end of the turn, I will manifest, I'll draw a card, I'll go get a land. Like, obviously, in some land where you have a manifest card, a secret plans, and a trail. This isn't that hard to do, right? If a lot of your morphs are tag, are teamer chargers, and yeah. well, how many things, how greedy can we get in terms of free, free on un, flips? What, what is there? There's teamer charger, there's teamer charger, there's dragonized savants. Uh, which one's dragonized savants? Uh, that's the 06 wall. Oh, yeah, 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 there's um. There's Ruthless Ripper, which, which one's that? that's they lose two life. And it's oh, the death black touch. one? Yeah. But he's free to unflip? Yeah, he's free. you got to just reveal a black card. No, we're not going to have any black cards, okay. I bet. Uh, there's uh, Kintree Warden, which costs one to unmorph. Which there's, one is that? Uh, it's a 1-1 one, one regenerator, and it costs uh, one to unmorph. What, what, you, what if you played... There's also Monastery you, Flock, which is a what if you just played it? What if you just played it straight? How much does that cost? One? Yeah. Guy gets in for like six damage, probably. <laughs> like your opponent's got his third turn. He's got like his his third his third temple in play and no new no play. It's probably taken two already. And if I mean, you have like Sagu Mauler people to death. I mean, I, I I'm more interested in just four Sagu Mauler, right? Yeah, yeah. Some like good mana acceleration creatures. Yeah. Oh, that, I, again, I'm 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 the thing that's interesting to what me. What is, is the Sadisi colored common tricolor morph? That's Abomination of Godal. Is that just like a some kind of demon? It's a three-four flyer that uh, whenever it hits an opponent, you get to loot. It's what's its unmorph like six? Five. All, all the unmorphs on those are five. Oh my god! And for a three-four, it gets loot. Yeah. I mean, if it's it was really just good. if it was fid, it's really good. And not for constructed. Well, I'm saying it's just really good for salt. Like for the things Saltai wants to do. Whether I'm just I'm, I'm just speaking objective. I'm not speaking. Yeah. 
just like when you're playing a deck that's doing Celtic things, this is generally limited. Drawing a card and putting a card into your graveyard. Don't tell me it's generally limited. That's what I lost to in the top four yesterday. Freaking Sultai. But regardless, I'm just trying to think of ways to make this. What's the name of this guy that we're looking at? The, the, uh, the Whisper Wood Elemental. I'm trying to make your Whisper Wood Elemental playable. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, this is, I'm serious, serious. I think Secret but I mean, Plans. I, th I, think, I think Secret Plans, but I also think, like, just like, mana, accelerate, and mana accelerating into him. Seems fun. Like, you just get free cards off yeah, of him. Yeah, but the cards stink. That's the problem. Like, if there's no payoff, look, what ends up happening is this. Your opponent has just, I guess if you just keep manifesting, like, you don't care what you block with. You don't with, care what you block with. You the, don't care what your cards but are. But the problem is you're going to still lose to somebody who's just, like, attacks you, trades with your stupid manifest creature in combat, and then casts a wingmate rock, right? You manifest two things. They take your four. They block the other two. And they start swinging with multiple wingmate sure, rocks and sure. play Elspeth, right? Sure. Like, you're just going to lose the game. That's just that's just like a basic plan people have in standard. So if you're oh, going to play can something... You imagine, can you imagine, like, manifesting now a planeswalker and then blinking it? How do you blink a non-creature? No, it's a creature. When it's face down, it's a 2-2 creature. You're what? not... So if I if I turn a land over oh, oh, with you, manifest... Oh, you mean like I did with that red... Red, uh... Red Acroma? Yeah. I, my, one of my... Is it was sad, but also super happy... It was like Blink Mirror at the in the last round of Standard um, at U.S. Nationals in I want to say 2007. The yeah. year that Steve went seven, uh, seven and zero in Limited. Yeah. And he gets like Blink Mirror in. Who are the other players who went seven zero in Limited in that tournament? I, I don't know. Jim Davis. Yeah. And Brad Nelson. Brad Nelson. Yeah, those were the three players who went seven zero at that tournament in Limited. Wow. Two of those three players were in the Star City Players Championship two weeks ago. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so Steve's playing against Jerry Thompson. Steve, the, Steve was in the Two Dots Championship. <laughs> Steve's playing against Jerry Thompson in the last round, Blink Mirror. He, he made more money than they did. <laughs> well, I mean, Steve's company just got $10 million, <laughs> yeah. right? So, uh, From a former Magic player. In, in the, nobody's a former Magic player. No, well, I mean, right, well, right now he still is. We're working on him. So, so um, yeah, they're playing in the Blink Mirror. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, in the, the Bant Blink Mirror. You know this yeah, deck? So yeah. right before the week before the tournament, Jerry makes this Bant Blink deck and validates whatever deck we were going to play. Right, right. Can't win, right? So Haven Rift Wing or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think they had that in their sideboard. But... No, I'm sorry, sorry we're, we're doing something here right now. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so their deck was like Loxodon Hierarch. Tar I think they had Tarmogoyf, uh, Rift Wing Cloud Skate. Um, yeah. Like, but four momentary blinks. Anyway, so Jerry like plays a morph on third, on second or third turn in game two, blinks it. It's Redochrome, and he just kills Steve. Because there's no way to stop a Redochrome in that. Deck. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's prop blue, prop, prop. It's prop blue, which is his his bounce colors. Prop white, which is his faith setters colors. Right. And flying, which is basically prop green. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like blinks it, and then like Steve's just like, oh, so mad, and then. And he's like, you're so dumb. And I'm like, why? It's because Jerry got the red acroma watching you play in the grinder yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm not supposed to try to grind in? <laughs> like, Jerry's like, good tech, Mike. <laughs> red acroma in that deck. What do you think? Face down. Yeah. Blink it up. Leaky Mike. It wasn't Leaky Mike. Leaky Mike. Well, I lost a straight green white in the last round of the grinder. It's like, oh, so mad. So anyway, so get, anyway, getting back to this guy. So I don't know how do we even get there. We were talking about the idea of like. Oh, I mean, blinking to me, I'm something. just like the idea of like that if you have a non-creature permanent. Oh, blinking Sarkin. Yeah, like, blinking Elsbeth. If you have a non-creature permanent, 
that gets blinked, it's going to come back into play as a per as that type of permanent. Well, the thing I would say about this manifest mechanic is, look out for the cheapest manifest thing Correct. there is. Correct. Whatever the cheapest one is, that that card is probably going to be something like, to watch. I just the reason I like the idea of ramp with this is also like the idea that like, suddenly my, in the mid game my elves are actually just two twos instead of being stupid yeah. elves. Yeah, I mean that. But it, the problem is you don't get to pick, right? Like. Yesterday well, I was, yes and no, you don't get no, I was getting Ashiox yesterday, and, like, he's not hitting any creatures, which is your, normally fine <laughs> for you, but when you're stuck on three land and he has, like, seven land, the fact that he keeps hitting lands is really yeah. maddening. You know? so, so, so the first two cards, the other two manifest cards that were printed today, actually there were three. There's a third, there's another one that I have on my, on my other device. Um, I was running around today, so I haven't been at a computer, so I've done everything by phone. Uh, soul summons. So one white, one and a white, sorry, for a sorcery, manifest the top card of your library. Oh, not, not, not going to be good. Not, no, no, not good. It's a common. No, unless you've got like, well, it's actually not that bad, right? Because it's, it's uh, uh, just a bear, right? A bear right. is not that bad. Right. Right. So if you, you could bear, uh, one of the things that I like about it automatically is it's white. So you can play with it with like, if you have a deck that's like, Four windswept teeth, four flooded strand in a base blue green deck. You can just have one planes, and you right. can just like search up the planes on turn two right. and cast this. Right. It also it also gives you a creature that costs you a, that puts a card in your life in your graveyard. So like delve is just obviously just been a defining mechanic. Wait. So I, I'm sorry. I'm missing something. So the soul summons itself goes to the graveyard. Right. The top card of your library goes into, goes play. into play face down as a two-two creature. What are the cards that we can play from our graveyards right now? There's no unearths or anything, are there? No, there's no unearths. Right now, right now, things in our graveyard are just fodder for uh, delve in standard. I don't hate this because of the presence of cards like um, uh, dig through time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe even become immense. Yeah. I think I think become immense might be good in your blue green modern deck because yeah. if we have four snapcaster mages, even having one become immense yeah, might oh just be God. insane. For just G. I mean that deck is really good. I think. Okay. Well, I mean well, it's not good enough for the Pro Tour because like it's not tuned, but like it could be good enough right, for the Pro right, Tour, right. right? That's what I mean. Like the we'll version. Come, I, we'll come back to that. Let's let's say. And so this this is the other one of the other cards that was. Is it blue green? It's blue green three. Instant, manifest the top two cards of your library. Is that getting more interesting to you? Or less interesting to you? Like, this, end of turn, what, manifest these What is cards. the casting cost? What is it? Faded, the thing that makes centaurs? <laughs> How many centaurs does that thing make? Three. It makes nine power? Yeah. Cost for five? Yeah. And no one has ever played this what card? If, what if I get to put two Sagu Maulers into play? But you don't get to pick. Well, you sometimes you do. Sometimes you get to, like, set up the top. Sometimes you get to scry. Sometimes you get to scry, too. If I have a secret plans and a... Or no, if I have a trail of mystery in play, oh my this god. card is good. Oh, my god. <laughs> if I don't have a trail of mystery oh in play... Oh, my god. Can you imagine if you had a trail of mystery in play? I just said if I have a trail of mystery in play... I don't. I didn't hear you. I just said it. I, just I, was, said. I, was, I, was, I was too busy, like, you know... Clubby. The blood was rushing through my ears. I insist that you make a comment right now. Plubby, Willy, about Ross. How, about how, how all I was of the you. first person to point out. I need comments right now. Stop. Hit pause. Make a comment on the page. Go to the Facebook page. Make a comment on the Facebook page. At reply Brian. <laughs> no, 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 no need to at reply me. Thank you. Stop stealing my ideas. Um, here's, here's the other card. Rage form. 
rage for? How so, much is that? Four? So four, when rage form enters the battlefield, it becomes... It's a guy? Or it's what? an enchantment. Ooh, I like an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, it becomes an aura with enchant creature, manifest the top card of your library, and attach rage form to it. Yeah? Uh, enchanted creature has double strike. If you unmorph a creature... Yes. Rage form sticks? Yes. Huh. Sagumala? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, if you want Like, Sagumala is such a good card that nobody plays. Right. How much does it cost? Uh, it's like five to unmorph and six to cast. Is it six like to cast? Yeah. It's, it's a little expensive. It's still good. It, on the battlefield, it's tough to beat, right? Yeah, it's hexproof trample. It's hex ample. If it were, in, if it were indestructible, too. Yeah. Would... Yeah, well, that, that's certainly an issue. I mean, it certainly becomes better once Elspeth GTFOs. Um, I mean, right now it's obviously behind Hornet Queen, but I think I, the, in order for these cards to be good, the question we have to ask ourselves is, you know, how deeply in slash all in are we on manifest slash morph? And do we get more payoff with this kind of bending our deck in a certain direction than we would if we were just Here's, playing natural sources of card advantage like Hornet Queen? Mike, Mike I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I think you're onto something here. Yeah. In the sense that. Like, obviously, Secret Plans and Travel Mystery have been really exciting cards. That no one plays. That no one plays because there's not enough morphs. You even said it. There's not enough morphs. But if you can find a way to suddenly get, you know, the, the, the three or four really good morphs into your deck and have one or two ways of manifesting cards. So, you know, and maybe, and maybe that's the elemental. Maybe it's, it's, it's the spell. Um, but have, have some way to, like... Suddenly, like, really take advantage of those cards. Oh, my, oh my God. That's the um, last I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's really interesting. I think this is, like, a reasonably costed Verdant Force, right? It's a Verdant Force. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. one more mana than casting actual order, but you don't have to waste another card. Well, it's a slower format. Uh, medium for this one. Medium for this block. Yeah. I'm more excited by the elemental than yeah. <laughs> that. So, can you, and can you imagine if you ever faced up another copy of the Elemental? How would you do that? Like, you, well, you manifest the first one. You, like, you play this guy, you manifest top card of your library, it's an Elemental. Yeah. Then on your next turn, you're like, unmorph. Now you have two of them. You know, I don't know how you're unmorphing these things. Is there a momentary blink that you I You can know pay about? the creature's casting cost to unmorph Oh, it. yeah. God, if I it's forgetting any manifest is that yes, way. Yes, yes. Oh, Any okay. manifest lets you pay the creature's casting cost to unmorph it, or if it's a morph, pay its morph cost. To so, unmorph so it. that's your future in essence. So let me think about this for a second. Oh, that's actually pretty interesting. You're talking about like the the free unmorph cards, like the yeah, ability that's... to get the card for free and then unmorph it for free. Yeah, so you could trigger secret plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm. T this is the way I'm looking at it, right? Like, so let's say we get all our machinery. We're getting secret plans. We're getting trailer mystery. We're borderland ragering people every turn, oh, yeah, right? We're, yeah. dis we're doing it all. Speaking my language. All right, we're doing it. We're, <laughs> we're discarding. We have so much card advantage. Oh, that's where I like to be. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I know like how you be. think. Okay. Like I've discarded so many cards, and I can just use yeah. cards I've discarded to pay Your for my treasure. Your name is that cruise. generous DM. Okay. <laughs> Greedy M. Okay. You understand that people know that this is just a deflecting <laughs> technique that you use to point away from the fact that you are indeed the greediest. They know it now. <laughs> so many of our listeners have not been listening for that long. They're like, they're like, oh, I heard that guy from Top Level Podcast had it on the 
podcast. That was literally something I read on Reddit this week. <laughs> They're like, oh, this other one with Brian David Marshall is very good. Excellent. That guy did not know that until you just yeah. said it. But fine, I am the greediest, except for Greedy M. Anyway. Yeah, so we're doing all this. I mean, are we just going to beat a guy who's just like elf, coarser, pelucranos, you know... Nissa. I mean, I, I don't know. And that's just like a mediocre green draw, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what, what. I mean, like if they give us like if they don't give us a good cheap, recurring form of manifest, then probably not. Like I think that that elemental is, they were afraid to make it too good. That's what I look at that card. And I'm like, this card is, does not strike. It me is. As a it card. is mythic. So I don't know that there'll be a better cheaper version. Well, I was a little skeptical about Wingmate Rock, and Wingmate Rock's been a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I like do, in, a, in a grindy game, like the problem is, grindy games usually somebody can take out your four four for five, right? Sure, but they can take out your four four. They can take out a lot of things. But the idea is that ulti- so ultimately, it's just about having things that just generate more. Only more if cards it matters, you. right? Like if if you're if you're grinding and they're like, and you're like four four for five, and they're like, you know, heroes downfall it, and then on their turn they're like, Elsbeth or Sarkin, it's just like. That, that's a grindy way of playing, too. And it's sure. just so much more... It, it's not that it's more powerful, because if you let the Manifest go for three or four turns, unlikely somebody's going to be able to beat you right. in a natural game of Magic, right? right? right. They're going to need, like, a, you know, a not-grindy thing, right. like an I'm not, end I'm hostilities. Not saying you don't, right? I'm not saying you don't play with some of those cards that you've mentioned, like Planeswalkers in the same deck. So I'm just saying that what, what I, where I'm coming from is what this has to be better than those things or it's not good enough, sure. right? It can't just be as good. So, so the thing that's interesting to because me Because this is, deck doesn't have an equivalent of Monastery here, Swift Spear Seeker of the so way. Here, here's the thing that's interesting to me with this card. Yep. Right, let's just say we start out the game and we go, um, you know, we're playing against, we're playing in an Obzon matchup, we're playing in, in a, uh, a red-white tokens matchup, and they've sided into the more controlling version for game two. Yeah. Okay? And so I go Elf, Elf, this guy on turn three, or elf, elf, something, this guy on turn four, right? Whatever. And I manifest something, and your opponent's like, I gotta clear the board. Yeah. You know, end hostilities, you know, they, they end hostilities, which they can't use there. Yeah, because your guy is awesome against a sweeper. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm I mean, if I think you manifested was a team or charger, it's absurdly bad for him. Right? Like, it's... Like, oh, all, yeah, right. Yeah. all right, in response, flip my team or charger, draw I mean, three you cards. Also, you could have also just flipped an elf and pay a green and... and, and a, a oh, yeah, one. that's true. Right? Like, it, it, it doesn't... Yeah, his other... I'm, so, I, I, so I, this is new to me, right? This is the first yeah. time I've encountered this card. I mean, I saw it on, on your Twitter earlier today, but it's really the first time I've thought deeply about this card, so I'm going to miss some of the things, like I think some of the readers are to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... It's got some angles that are worth thinking about, but I just think about. I, I like. I like. Here's what I like about it is that it, it has that angle, of like, like you, you're ramping into it, and it has some protection against the sweeper that usually punishes those types of decks. And then, you know, if it's the last creature on the board, you're like, okay, you know, they deal with your second wave of creatures now, and now you're like, okay, you've used two sweepers, you've you've gotten my guys, play my play my uh, my whisperwood elemental, and now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slowly drown you in an inch of water. So, what morphs do you want to play with this? The Fat Modi? Thousand Winds? Thousand Winds is a good man, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that card's really good. Um, 
that snake thing that copies a spell. What's the name of that? Ooh, Kara Spell Snatcher. That one's all right. That guy's good. Uh, Hooded Hydra, I can Hooded see. Hooded Hydra's pretty sweet. I flipped up a Hooded Hydra in against a Wrath before. It was yeah. felt pretty good. I mean, if, oh man, you can imagine flipping up a Hooded Hydra and having the Whisperwood Elements play at the same time. <laughs> Look, I've got some responses. Oh. I mean, the cool thing about this card is once it's going, you probably don't really have to cast anything. You can just yeah, stand exactly back in your it. hand. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, and then you get to just unmorph things that are just cool. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I like this card. I mean, I'm interested in it. I don't know. Yeah, if it's, it's definitely got a lot of conversation attached to yeah. it. I'm just, I'm, I'm. I have a reputation, I don't know about, if you know about this, I have a reputation for getting excited about things sometimes. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm a little skeptical about getting excited about something that's not fast. Sure. Right? Sure. This is the way standard works. Like, even if this is a, a superior amount of total card advantage, somebody can just go whip, right? Sure. And a whip is just an infinite amount of value. You just, you just keep swinging with your Sadisi. You Where's just... this guy to play? Oh, wait a minute. I don't know what, what happens. About nothing. You would stack the whip ability with his ability? Yeah. Or you, get... but or you sacrifice him, like, if... But you can't whip in response. I'm just trying to figure out what you could do. No, you can whip him into play, and then you can put the whip ability and his ability on the stack, and then you could get a 2-2 out of it. Yeah. Which isn't that bad. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's similar to whipping a Sadisi. Yeah, yeah. And he hits harder. Yeah. It's just similar. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's... You know, I mean, its upside is slightly better, and its downside is substantially worse, right? Because Sadisi will usually get you two bodies on this, right. as well as potential future whip yeah. fuel. Right. This is just going to get you a two-two body, unless you're getting something absurd like a Hornet Queen. Right, right. If you flip, which you're probably going to play in this deck, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you're whipping, so <clears throat> it's possible. Although unmorphing a Hornet Queen will do nothing. You'll just have a two-two. Oh, it's a CIP ability? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe it entered. <laughs> seven mana! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's absurd. Seven mana turn my two I mean, if you're a flying death touch two If your opponent's attacking you with a wingmate rock, I think you're probably yeah, the yeah, way yeah, to do probably, it. You're probably, like, probably. all right. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's like I said last month, you don't want to utter end a mantis rider, but sometimes you do. I, I did it to pre yesterday. Yeah, you utter ended a mantis rider? Yeah. Did you win that game? Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. I <laughs> You won't. It's not something that happens. Yeah, he had he had too many trumpet blasts. Wow. Yeah. That's not how I thought that story would yeah, end. That's... Uh, you want so I'll, you want to talk about our tournaments yesterday? And uh, let's, back. Talk, let's talk about let's talk about some more cards, man. All right. Let's just talk about some of the stuff we've seen so far. All right. So what's this? Sage I, uh, Avengers. I like it just because it is the Avengers. Yeah. So is this like Captain America, Black Widow? This Who is, is this? Uh, this is a Jin Monk. A Jin Monk. Okay. Uh, and this card apparently was designed by. Trick Jared. Where does it say that? No, it does not, but he tweeted it today. <laughs> and it was called Tricky Afrit, and it's the first card he's designed that kind of made it all the way through the process more or less intact. It's a 4-5 creature for 6 mana, 4 UU. does UU. not sound very good yet. Uh, prowess. Alright, a little better. And then it has, whenever Sage Eye Avengers attacks, you may return target creature to its owner's hand if its power is less than Sage Eye Avengers' power. And it also has another line of attack. Well, there's another ability? Yeah. I was already thinking about this ability. It says crickets. I don't know. You know we were getting crickets. You like this ability? I think that the question is, how do you get this thing in play? Because once this is in play, this card is insane. This is like an unbeatable card in limited. Okay. But, but in, oh, in limited, it's unbeatable. Here's the thing. Now, imagine for a moment we've been 
putting our cards into our <laughs> <Yes>. into play. <laughs> <laughs> I knew with that's manifest, you, it's target play, target creatures. You can yeah, so your you own can flip creature. up a counter spell. I get it. Yeah, you can put a counter spell into your hand. Yeah, I get it. I mean, only when he's attacking. So the problem is, you're talking about making a, a four or five for six. I'm only imagining this will happen in limited. I mean, like if this card costs four, I'd be like brewing already in my head, yeah. and I might not still be good enough, right? Yeah. But, but getting this thing in play is unreal. Yeah. So that. That makes me think that there might be sideboarded matches where this is really good, right? Like, so yesterday I was watching, it was a win, it was not the win, and it was the fifth round match, because uh, I, I had to play the winner of this match in the, in the last round, it was Jim Davis against AJ Kerrigan. Okay. So AJ Kerrigan's playing Jeskai tokens, and Jim Davis is playing Blue White Control, obviously. Obviously, right? Yeah. So Jim Davis has got Bramaz on the board on the on and to game three I'm like he's sided into creatures, right? I'm like, yeah, Bramaz. Like five minutes later, I'm like, who won? He's like, AJ won. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually I was kinda glad because AJ was a good matchup for me. I don't know if I could beat Jim. Yeah. Um, you don't know if you can beat blue white Bramaz control. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it's just like the mirror match but he has card card drawing. <laughs> This is the lineup, right? Like, th these are our, these are our <laughs> scry spells. Me, Magma Jet, which kills nothing in your deck. That's just two to the head, right? Him, dissolve. Right? Like, you know, here, you know, his his expensive spells are like dig through time. Mine are like stoke the flames. Go, by, by the way, going back for a second, Magma Jet. Yeah. A fine card if you're going to be manifesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Manifest goes well with... Uh, Skylands, Manifest. Chandra. I'm thinking Chandra oh, is wow. my buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Why is it good with Chandra? Because I get to... Do I, don't I exile the card with Chandra? Yeah, but, like, if you're playing green, wouldn't you play Corsair Prefix and then, like, Manifest? Oh, so Corsair I always know what the top card Yeah, like, they're all Oh, friends. I didn't even think about Corsair. Oh, Corsair Manifest is also really interesting. Yeah, these guys are all buddies. Like, I'm pretty happy just, like, playing a land as a creature, too. Like Yeah, but why not just be super greedy? Yeah. And our deck is blue, apparently. <laughs> this is a team or manifest deck. So, um, anyway. So, can, I, I think that card is All right, probably suddenly, unbelievable and limited. Oh, yeah, no. I, so, I was, I was talking. I was joking around on Twitter today. I said, like, I can't wait to, like, someone attacks me with this card. I return my manifest creature. They return my manifest yeah. creature that's going to block it. Like, my one blocker. Yeah. And I, ret I return it, and it's a kill shot, and I kill it. And Kai, Kai's like, that's awesome, but the other 999 times your opponent's attacking you with this creature, <laughs> you're, you're just dead. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it has prowess. Just, I'm just trying to cry myself, you know, cry myself to sleep here. Leave me, let me alone. Uh, yeah, I think that card's prob probably, probably not constructed. I mean, but like, you think you could see at four? I don't know if it would be constructed. I mean, it probably be constructed quality of four, four, five. Like, think about the things that are bigger than that for four and five mana that just don't see play. Right. Like, Fated Intervention, for example. Is that nine power? It's only six. I, so. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's still, like, an absurd amount of power, plus, plus it's power plus digging Yeah. for, like, a reasonable amount of mana, and oh, yeah. no one plays yeah, no, it. Yeah, no, no, no one plays No one plays any of those cards. Yeah, they're not good enough. Yeah. Right? Like, so, I, I, I'm just thinking, like, for six, just a body... Like, you, I could not keep a creature in play against the DC yesterday. We're going to see, like, some Kibler green-white deck where he plays both Wraths and... Manifest. And, no, and Manifest Wolf Guy. Like, he's just like, all right, I'm going to cast my Scry, Wrath of God, sacrifice my green guy, get all these new guys back, Scry. No? So, so you think Kibler, something's unhinged in Kibler's brain? That's what... 
<laughs> if that's what you read into that. All right, continue. Um, okay, so another new mechanic, dash. Dash, I like it already. So dash is basically, it's a tweak on the Viachino Sandstalker mechanic. Okay. So, uh, so dash says you may cast a spell for its dash cost. If you do, it gains haste, and it's returned from the battlefield to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. I like it. So the card that was previewed that we saw with Dash, I think this sounds like a purely red ability. In yeah, yeah. There was, seems like there was a red black dragon. Yeah. That that had this, but uh, Goblin Heel Cutter is three R for a three two Goblin Berserker. So four mana for a three two is just not not, not, not good great. enough. But its Dash cost is two R. So for three mana and like an open window, you can just sandstalk them for three for three, right? Um. But it also has whenever Goblin Heel Cutter attacks, target creature can't block this turn. So like imagine this card at the top of like at the end of like two turns with a goblin rabble master and your opponent's like, alright, yeah. I guess my Corsair Crufix is gonna have to block the Rabble Master. This is gonna nope. stink. Nope. Nope. So this card, uh, this card's good. Uh, I don't know. You don't see one of these in like in like a in a, in a red deck? I mean if you're gonna play this, you're gonna play a lot. You're not gonna play one. You have to. Yeah, do you? This isn't I, mean, well, a, I don't want. I don't want multiple cities in my hand. This isn't a sniper, right? Yeah. yeah. This is a hammer, right? So it's literally a hammer. Right? Sure, it is. Yes. So, um, I'm you not, can also cast it, right? So it also has just. Yeah, you can just cast nobody it. Nobody casts a three-two for four and construct it and expect right, right, to win. Right. Okay. So. Well, there's, some, there's gonna be some point where maybe yeah. you have another one in your hand, and, and you're like you. next turn. I had a opponent. My opponent just bile blighted my rando Heliod's poker <laughs> yesterday. Like, creatures don't live very long. The, the ones that the creatures that that are good enough to play and constructed right now, they either are lightning fast or they do some insane thing when they get into play. Right, that was the New Yorkiest thing I've ever seen in my life. What? A woman's walking by with her like English bulldog. Yeah. Like her little like, or maybe it was a Boston, whatever. But, but it was like a little, little pug or whatever. A little bulldog, and it's got its tongue sticking out. Yeah. And she's trying to tuck its tongue back into its mouth because it doesn't look dignified. <laughs> so I was gonna say, if there's more aggressively costed dash creatures, right, might be a great We've window for Perforos. Right. Oh. And wow. also oh, wow. getting gods online. Right. So just getting a pip into play. Oh sure. And my god gets in. Yeah. Get your god gets in and then ungods so that like. If, there, if there's some reason, like, for example, your opponent has Chained to the Rocks, right. you might not want the, your god oh, sure. to be online during their turn. Sure. Oh, I, I think like that, <clears throat> like, like Eroes, for example, that might be a god that you want, uh, you know, you want to be able to attack with. Right, right. Uh, I mean, but the natural synergy is Perforos. Like, this thing is, like, five damage a turn if it's Perforos. Right. So. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's pretty. I mean, you could just, like, play it and then not attack and just, like, ding you for two, ding you for two if Perforos is in play, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, it doesn't have to attack. So, yeah. Are there more dashes? I'm actually there, really interested uh, if there's more I dashes. I have to look. I know that there's a, dra a dash, a dragon just dash. keep going. That was spoiled. Uh, so another ability is Bolster. So Bolster says, choose a creature with the least toughness among creatures you control and put two plus one plus one counters on it. And this is Bolster 2. So find your, your least, tough least tough creature and put two plus one plus one counters on it. This is an instant uh, honors reward, two W, you gain four life, bolster two. So if there's better bolsters, they might be awesome if they're instants because- I mean, this is this is an awesome trick in, in limited. Well, I was just thinking like, 
Right now, there's literally zero incentive to play ordeals in non-heroic decks. But, like, all of a sudden, ordeals get interesting if there's constructed playable bolsters. Right, right. Right? So, you know, right now, Heliod's Pilgrim is basically played only as a Flametongue Kavu in Chain to the Rocks decks. Or you get, like, a random Dragon Mantle, which is a, you know, cantrip, make a threat play. I, I see people get Stratus Walk all the time and yeah. an ordeal. No, and he, and, yeah, but in blue-white, they get they get those cards. Yeah, yeah. Or they get, like, Aqueous Form, you know? Right, right, yeah. That's only in blue-white. Right, right, right. But ordeals are, like, heavily played in blue-white. They play four blue ideals and then minimum one white ideal, usually a second white ideal on the sideboard. But right now, nobody else is playing ideals. Right. But... Maybe you could play ideals if there were a way to get plus one, plus one counters. You know, also if there's just some sort of creature that has plus one, plus one counters. But, you know, Hydras, for example, the Hydras and Ordeals are not naturally friends. Right. Maybe they could be, right? Sure. It may be in that Abzanish Auras deck that, that we were talking right, about. I still like that deck. That's fun, right? Yeah, it so really is fun. You asked me this morning why I didn't play that in the, <laughs> in the Super IQ. Yeah. yeah. Why? I, I did fine with the deck I played. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to win. <laughs> Like being cute is fun, <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> I need a top eight. <laughs> yeah, so Pro- prowess is back. We've already seen a little bit of prowess. Uh, Just guy sage is a card that was uh, spoiled today. One new for a one-one human monk, and it has prowess. And then when Just guy sage dies, draw a card. Wow, this is way worse than a seeker of the way. Yes. Like way worse, and it's like. I think a lot is worse. Is that its name, Seeker of the Way Worse? Yeah, <laughs> Seeker of the Way Worse. I think, I think this card is, like, a lot I mean, draw worse. a card when it dies, it's fine. It's just, if you if the cards you're drawing are of the quality of <laughs> just kind of Maybe you start chaining your sages together. <laughs> wow, man. I bet your opponents feel real bad when he's chandering your sages to death and you're drawing another 1-1-2. One, one, yeah, no, that's not that bad. <laughs> it's no, not good at, not all. Good at all. I mean, like, is it, if your opponent chanders your sage, you're like, and he gives you the soul, the soul glaze, right? He's like, mm, soul gazing you, looking into your soul, gazing, gazing, gazing. Or, or you're like, hmm, how many cards do I want to save, spend to save this stupid card right now when he could just, like, have another removal? The answer is, this card is probably not good enough to probably, play. Probably not. Fine limited it's card. Probably, it's a, probably an excellent super, limited super card. Super limited card. Um, Delve is back. Question, let me ask you a question. Um... Do you trigger a lot of prowess and limited? Uh, Don't you have like more? Isn't there like fifteen plus creatures in most of your decks? I mean, it depends on your deck. Like, so sometimes you'll be you'll be a little lower on creature count, and you but you're you're going to end up playing things like Defiant Strike or you know it's kind of like the heroic decks. Limited. You just have to bias your deck a little bit towards some card drawing cantrips or okay. You know. I mean, I just was like. Uh, I mean, like, you have removal spells, right? Like, you're like, kill your guy, and my guy gets bigger. Like, you just have, like, all sorts of incidental no, stuff. No, 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 no I get it. I mean, I, I, was, uh, I was playing... You know, what's really nice is with prowess is when you're, like, you know, feet of resistance, my one guy, my other guy gets a prowess trigger. I've blocked in such a way that now both of my creatures live and both of your creatures die. So, yeah, you trigger it fair. Well, here, here's a here's spot we're in. So, it's... Uh, I have, by, by the way, doing it off of a treasure cruise is the best. So, up... Yeah. One prowess. So, I will tell you this. Game one of top eight yesterday. Prowess count is one. Prowess count. Game one of top eight. I have I have played the entire top eight, so that's... Uh, my superpower is I'm playing the entire... Yeah, which yeah. is only two matches, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, my first round opponent is the one guy who beat me in the Swiss. Sure. Okay? 
I made one questionable play in our match. I went to three. He got in, I mean, the, the level of lucky he got to beat me in game three is just flabbergasting. Like, Chad Castell stood there and his jaw just kept dropping. The guy like, had to drop perfect, perfect, perfect five turns in a row to yeah. win the game. So, um, so after the game, he's just like, I, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I can win the last two rounds. I don't really care that much, right? I, I, it's the difference between drawing into the top eight and having to play the last two rounds. But I'm just, I'm just like, you know, a little pensive about this. And he's just like, man, you're so lucky. And I'm like, why? I just lost. And he's like, no, but when you play him in top eight, he's going to play the same way. <laughs> so you know, he was like super lucky, like five hundred. Sure, sure. But I made a questionable play in game one. I could, I could, he has a 3-3 three, three policeman line and I have a 2-2 two, two seeker of the way. And I only have five mana, right? So I have, a, I have a lightning strike that he doesn't know about that I just drew. A wingmate rock that he knows about. And, uh, and uh, stoke the flames that he knows about, right? right? I five mana. So my options are basically do nothing, <laughs> attack, he'll probably block my guy and then play wingmate rock, or lightning strike his guy and attack. Or stoke, and, I mean, stoke, there's, there's a, a potential on stoking it because he doesn't know that I have a lightning strike. Sure. Um, so what would you have done in that spot? Like doing nothing is probably not not. The no, best. no, no. I, I like I like attacking there. Like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna is he gonna block? Yeah. He could block. Okay. And he, his policeman line eats my seeker the way. Okay. Or, and then I just upgrade my seeker into two wingmate rocks. Sure. I think that that's fine, but I think there's also just a chance he's gonna not want to just take three to the face. You gain three, and you trade. I'm sorry. I have six mana, not five. Okay. So I have six mana, which actually. Relevant, right? So, oh no! So right. So you you want to you want to attack? Yeah, because if you no. No. So, so I can't do I can't do two interesting things, right? Right. No, you just I think you just attack. Yeah. Wouldn't you lightning strike his guy and then attack for three lifelink? Depends on how badly I want to get those wingmate rocks. I think I'm gonna win, right? I I mean, so I chose to lightning strike his guy and attack, right? Okay. He peels he peeled the thoughts he peeled the second thought sees thought sees my wingmate rock. And sure. then, like, terrored my seeker the way, and I just sure. had no creature. Sure, sure. So, like, that and that was the one play that I made that, you know, we talked about the match afterwards. I'm like, you know, if I, if I had made this play differently, I don't know, maybe the game would have gone different. Right, right? Yeah. He had a lot of removal. Like, the game was still pretty yeah. close. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to know without, like, that was pretty, I mean, being, yeah. being there. But I, I, I certainly don't mind. Like, I also don't want his fleece line to get monstrous, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. killing it is is yeah, probably good for me. It could be monstrous. Who cares? You just get two wingmate rock tokens in play. So... Anyway, so it's it's so it's game one of, of and he's just thought sees me right, so he knows that my hand is wingmate rock stoke again. Okay, so he has a rakshasha death dealer, and then he's like he's like then he plays and he plays uh, uh, siege rhino right, and he says go and he's tapped out right. So I have five mana, so I draw my card and I look and I'm like swing with both. What do you think he does? He knows I have wingmate rock. Yeah. What do you think he does? No blocks. No blocks? Yeah, I think he no blocks. Oh, well. If he no blocks, I don't know. What he did was block Taylor Swift Spear with Rakshasha Death Dealer, block uh, block uh, Seeker the Way with with, uh, with uh, Siege Rhino. Yeah. That's what he did. Oh, oh, oh right. Siege, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so blocks, I was like, <laughs> then when I went, stoke your Siege Rhino, <laughs> which is the card that I peeled, that was atrocious bill for him, right? Yeah, no, that's not good. So, like, splatter your guy, my other guy eats your guy, and I still have the wingmate rock for next turn. Yeah. So I, I won a, that game because he didn't have a thought. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, it's just on the subject of prowess. Yeah, yeah. 
So, Delve. Delve is back. Uh, this is Gurmag Angler. You're Gurmag Angler. Yeah. Gurmag. It's 100 uh, mana? It's 7 mana, 6 and a B for a 5-5. Five five. It's a common Delve creature. It's whatever. Is it, like, good enough to play? Well, how does it compare to something like uh, Hooting Mandrels, which is a 4-4. Four, four. And not good enough to play. And not, yeah, not, you, you decided? I mean, it's not good enough to play. Okay. I mean, I tried it in, I tried it in Modern, and, like, it, the, the problem, you put so much pressure on your Delve, right? Sure. Like, like, sometimes you need to be, man, like, casting creatures to, like, trigger your Venge Vines, but you're, like, eating your whole graveyard <laughs> to cast. <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we knew this was going to be a problem going in. No, I mean, Tarmogoyf yeah. is just way better. Yeah, yeah, And, like, a lot of, like, the fancy cards... This is the same thing we were talking about with the Morph Slash Manifest earlier. I think it's just better to play good cards than fancy yeah. cards yeah, and then just play some of the cards that yeah, enable yeah, some yeah. Treasure Cruise. They're not making this card. Either. Yeah, I'd just rather cast a Treasure Cruise um, here. Right? Like, it's just not good yeah. enough. Uh, so, Frontier Mastodon. This is Ferocious. Ferocious is back. 2G for a 3-2. And then it has Ferocious... Uh, Frontier Mastodon enters the battlefield as a with a plus one plus one counter on it. If you control a creature with power four or greater, so it's basically three three two for three naturally, and then four three for three with ferocious. Yeah, if I, somehow you have a ferocious creature, when I have, you cast I have this. a hard time believing this is a playable card. Yeah, same, same. Uh, we already looked at Soul Summons. We already looked at the Ethereal Ambush. We looked at Rage Form, and then uh, Yasova Dragon Claw. So uh, how are there any things with the word dragon in them when there's no dragons in the plane of Tarkir? I think that's probably going to change. Oh. This set, maybe. Because I thought that Sarkin was the only yeah. dragon. He makes himself a Yeah, Sova Dragon Claw. I mean, you don't have to be a dragon. This is Dragon Claw. You could just have, like, a Dragon Claw on the end of a stick and use it as a very powerful weapon. Oh, right? so, like, Joffrey Lannister has a dragon bone dagger. Right. But he doesn't actually have a right. dragon. Right. And so he'd be like Joffrey Dragonbone. <laughs> He looks like Joffrey Dragonbone. <laughs> so, Yasova Dragonclaw costs 2G for a 4-2. Legendary creature, human warrior. Legendary? He's yeah. probably good. He's rare? Yeah, rare. Uh, trample. So, 4-2 Trampler for 3. At the beginning of your combat, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay 1 Is It Is It. Okay. If you do, gain control of target creature and opponent controls with power less than Yasova Dragonclaw's power until end of turn. Untap that creature and it gains haste until end of turn. So if I took your- So this your, is just active treason on a stick. If I, if I took your, if I took your uh, Goblin Rabble Master, is that good for me? That is good for you. I'm getting the Goblin out of this? Yeah. Well, is it, it's already at the beginning of combat, so there, I don't think that I would get an additional at the beginning of combat trigger, would I? Uh, no. No, it's you wouldn't. You would not. Uh, what, what could I, just getting huge guys is good. Well, it's gotta be, but again, it's gotta be power less than, it can't be bigger than a four. You can get a wingmate rock. You could get a wingmate rock. You could get Bramaz. You could get Bramaz. <coughs> getting Bramaz is pretty sweet. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. You could get Seeker of the Way. Night Vale Spectre. No one games with that right now, do they? Uh, it's not legal. Yeah, it's a yeah, no I'm game just saying, I'm, uh, I'm trying to try to think of things you could get. Yeah. Like a lot of the things you could get are crappy that people like right, you get Sadisi. Yeah, you could get oh yeah, you could get Sadisi in the mirror. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah, because you can pay blue blue, yeah, you don't blue, have blue. to pay blue red. 
You can pay blue, blue one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting okay. card. I think this is interesting because it, it gives people incentive to play Elvish Mystic. Elvish Mystic is a card that has fallen out of favor recently. Yeah. A lot of people have just not been playing Elvish Mystic versus at the beginning of Concept Park Your Standard. All the green decks had four Elvish Mystic. <laughs> but although, I mean, as one of the players who was playing four Elvish Mystic, I got to tell you, second turn Corsair Crucifix was not that exciting. Yeah. You know, there's not there's not that much bonus on it. Do you, yeah. do you, do you like this card? Um, I don't particularly like its stats. As someone who routinely plays good removal in standard, i.e. Magma Jet, I think it's kind of laughable that <laughs> someone would cast this against me. Right. And you, you, you're looking for some sort of reverse Doran to make it good. <laughs> its toughness is equal to its power. I mean, like, I mean, this is not a realistic magic card yeah. from some dimensions, but at the same time, I can imagine situations where it'd be good, right? Like, there are decks that don't have good removal, but do have medium good creatures that you can side this in against and get a large advantage, yeah. right? Um, I mean, I think Sadisi is the best one that I can think of, but, like, you know, it's not even permanent, right? Like, I, what are you doing? It's, it's right. not... I, and it costs mana to use? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, probably a sideboard card at best. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in love with this card. Maybe if I got, like, somebody's Yisan Wandering Bard and they had, like, a bunch of counters on it already, I could see that being an interesting thing to just do. Just so you could pay another, so you could pay six mana that turn? Yeah, like, just go search up Okay. my scuttling Doom Engine or whatever. So another another creature, spoiled common <clears throat> creature. This is 2B for a 1-2. Human Assassin. Hooded Assassin. Hooded Assassin. When a Hooded Assassin enters the battlefield, choose one. So there's a bunch of cards that have this kind of yeah. like templating. Choose one. You can either put a plus one, plus one counter on a hooded assassin, making it a two, three for three, or destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. So obviously a limited <coughs> card. Two, three for three, very Trumpy in a morph environment. And uh, the ability to sort of like, okay, you know, destroy a creature that got a ping somehow. Not it's super exciting sweet. from my perspective. Yeah, limited it to five. Right. That it? No, that's it. That was just Twitter. Have you seen the Twitter analytics thing in no. on Twitter phone? It's really sweet. Like you can look at your tweets on tw on on your phone now. All right. So, have you seen any movies recently? I've seen no movies. I saw Into the Woods today. Oh, how was it? Uh, Here, wait, wait. Look at this. So watch. So you go to your Twitter and then it says, "View analytic details." And then it tells you how many impressions your tweet made. What's engagements? Engagements is how many people like actually clicked on your tweet, or like, you know, not just impressions, but like actually like engaged with your tweet in some way. So like 16%, 18% of the people who looked at this tweet uh, viewed the video or picture that was embedded. 6.2% 6, clicked on a link. 3.7% expanded the tweet. Is that just for? Is that just for? Uh... Like pictures and videos, or it's also no, it's just, like, just like all tweets. Yeah, it's really it's, really it's only cool. on phone. I, I've only seen it on my phone. It just appeared today. Oh, I haven't. I I don't know. I'll check it out. Yeah, so I saw Into the Woods. It's it's not the most faithful. Uh, I heard they they cut a couple songs. They cut like a really good song. So, um, I mean, I, I would guess that the small minority of our listeners are Sondheim junkies. Or Sondheim junkies to the extent that I am. I took two Sondheim classes in college, so, um, and I, I went to Sondheim's birthday party a few years ago. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was still a pleasure for for me to watch. I 
Into the Woods is a is a surprisingly nuanced uh, musical. I think I like I, I like it though. I never I've never seen it uh, on stage, but I saw a PBS. Oh, with Bernadette Peters. Yeah, with yeah. Bernadette Peters, who I used to have like. In you a, and everyone else. An immense crush on. You and everyone. She was my favorite actress for a long time. Yeah. Uh, she's in a show. Uh, uh, do you have Amazon Prime? No. You should. I know. It's got they're, they're Amazon. Is that, tra- is that trans? She's in transparent. No, she's in. So Catherine so, says interesting thing to me last week. She said, "I think Amazon is my favorite channel. All of my favorite shows are Amazon original programming." There's a show called Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, sure. Which has a uh, Gael, that super good-looking Mexican guy. Women love him. I'll take Trust your me. word for it. Trust me. If you say to like a woman, like, oh, Gael's eyes, right? Yeah. He's like, this Mexican like, guy is blue. Do I have to say it like that? Well, you wouldn't say it. A woman would say it that okay. way. Okay. Oh, but you, oh, okay. Or I like a, were, a gay I guy, I thought you maybe. were saying that I have to go up to a woman and say, oh, Gael's eyes. Oh, you know this guy named Gael. He's like, he was in Itumama Tembien. Sure. Um, and he was in, he was in uh, John Stewart's movie that he just, he was the star of John Stewart's movie that just came out. Oh, okay. So anyway, he's the star of the show, yeah. Mozart in the Jungle. And Bernadette Peters I've, is in I've it seen, I've seen the trailer for it on IMDb. Yeah, so Catherine said I it's her favorite it was show. I TV show. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, well, it's like 13 episodes or whatever. Yeah. And they also have a show called Alpha House starring John Goodman that I have not watched, I but know. I assume is good because... John Goodman's in it, and it's on Amazon Prime? Yeah, so like, okay. based on their track record of 100% good shows... I'm still really happy with... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brendan's going to be happy about this. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's 6.05 p.m. Again, so he, he starts it. And he walks, walks away. Back to the fence. walks away. So he's, got, no, he's got his helmet and his backpack hanging on the fence. And then he goes back and gets them. And, you know, I didn't even notice it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I, I'm still very happy with the track record for Netflix. Yep. Like I, I talked about Happy Valley last time. Which I really like. Oh, but that's not Netflix original programming. No, but uh, I guess it's a Netflix exclusive. But Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders? You didn't tell me about this one yet. He's gone off off to talk to someone now. He's actually just wandered away from Oh, there's just randomly a pretty girl on the the corner, so he's Shockingly, there's a pretty girl nearby. There's pretty girls in this corner? He's like, oh, wow, your motorcycle's very noisy. And he's like, yeah, 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 I like to let it run for a little while. Like, really? Hold on. Cook up, cook. How do you like that soot? That's like, it's, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes, isn't it? Hold on a second. I gotta go run some meth and then murder a guy. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Can you just keep an eye on my motorcycle for a couple minutes while I go into Joe and get a cup of coffee? <laughs> Those guys over there were talking about magic cords and I can't hear them anymore, so I just kind of want to sneak up on them. <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Peaky Blinders. So it's a show set in England. Uh, around like 1920 and it's about this like band this English gang that just terrorized Birmingham and they basically they're called Peaky Blinders because they would sew um, razor blades into the rims of their like caps yeah and they would use those they would like use them in fights to like blind people and oh my cut their God. mouths open and there's like that's other, a Netflix original yeah Killian Murphy is the star uh, Sam Neill's in it Sam Neill the devil Sam Neill from like everything Jurassic Park and yeah and he was Damien Thorne in, in Omen 3 yeah 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 so that guy freaks me out because he was Damien Thorne in his youth uh, Sam Neill uh, and then uh, apparently uh, Tom Hardy joins the cast in season 2 
there's a season two. I've never heard yeah, of it. There's like 12 episodes. They're making a season three already. Right, so I don't get this. A show, and the show's, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. So this is what I don't get. But I love period peace gangs. I watch Netflix approximately seven days a week. Close to seven days a week. Sure. I watch something on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've they, never seen Peaky Blinders? I've never seen like an ad up like recommended for you. Really? I, oh, it's always recommended for Something's me. Something's recommended for me. I even watched a few episodes of Bojack Horseman because AJ said it was good also, you. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I was like, I watched it. It's like not my favorite or whatever. You know what I'm watching right now? Yeah. I'm watching, I'm alternating Justified and The Shield. Because I never got into Justified. I love Justified I know. so much. There's a final season coming up too. It's gonna be a big. Except one. You really think Justified's better than Sons of Anarchy? I think that yes. Sons of Anarchy is much better than Justified. Yeah. Season one, season one. See, see, so, see, so here's the thing about season one of Justified. Yeah. Boyd Crowder's supposed to die at the end of the first episode. But they just don't kill him. And they and they, well, you've watched it, right? The first episode, yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the first episode, he's still alive, because they were like, oh, this is awesome. We need to rewrite the entire show. But he's in all the ads for season seven. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're like, we have to rewrite the entire show about, like, about uh, Given's relationship with Boyd. Like, you know, we, we just need to, like, redo this. But, like, the actor, Walter Goggins, Walton. Walton, Walton Goggins, who'd already, like, had already committed to film Predators in Hawaii. So he was like, I'm, I can't do it. I just signed on to do a movie. They're like, don't worry about it. We'll just write around you. We'll just do crappy episodic TV for like eight episodes until you're done. And then we'll finish the season up with you back on the show. I mean, and so he comes back at the end of season one and then it, you never look back. So this is what I don't get. Who is financing the stuff at FX, right? Can you imagine being on the pitch team for Fargo? Okay, oh here's the pitch for Fargo. I wanna get the most expensive actors we can imagine getting, <laughs> number one, right? The most expensive actors who are willing to do television. I want to get. I went get on this thing. But all sorts of actors are willing. Like right now, actors doing television is the equivalent of 1990s John Travolta doing Quentin Tarantino movies. No, no, no. I'm, let me let me just finish being this. Okay. okay. So remember, you're in, you are right now. You are in the you are in the chair of the guy who's okaying television for sure. FX, right? Or the, whatever the production company. Yeah, yeah. Better, better, right? These are your objectives. Get a show to 100 episodes. Right. <laughs> Keep down production costs. Okay. Right. Those are your two main objectives. Get to 100 episodes, keep down production costs. So I say things to you like, well, I want to film it on location, but my location is a bunch of different locations in a bunch of different cities, in a bunch of different weathers. Oh my God, that truck literally just smashed that car. <laughs> so, uh, and then also, but I want to get like, hey, is there anybody who's like starring in the biggest blockbuster? <laughs> that's going on right now could he be the the guy i mean like that like, but, but how are you okay I, that? I, but i don't think i don't think the objective of all these shows right now is to get to 100 episodes anymore no no that's the objective of the production companies that make them no that's no even, even the production companies are right now finding out that the the nature of tv has changed but they can't make their money back but they make their money back in other ways like with licensing but, fees you're seeing these shows license to uh netflix for millions of dollars an episode. Well, Gotham is licensed for a million dollars an episode. I think, but that's a record-breaking deal. Right? Sure. Because they wanted to get Gotham right after, right after it's off the air. Sure, but that's, but, but that's, that's the kind of thing. But, but you're also seeing that like there's, there's this real hunger for people to binge watch television, and the, and it's changed the way that you watch, the way that you could so is that, is a that TV like, show. Is that better than because like, they don't, you get they don't to sell do, DVDs anymore? You get right? right. You get well. The people still buy DVDs, but you still get to do what you get to do is event programming. 
right, where you get to go, here is an eight-episode, it's much more like the British model, here's an eight-episode season of Fargo, or 13-episode season of Fargo, and we're going to buy it, we're going to package this thing up, and maybe we'll get to 100 episodes of Fargo eventually, but it'll all be, like, 10 and 13-episode seasons. Yeah, but, so, like, I think that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has gotten to 100 episodes by now. Yeah. I would guess, because it's been on for a long time. Sure. Because that's got to be like a whiz-bang hit for FX, right? Sure. But if you think they, of, use, they use the term whiz-bang a lot on Peaky Blinders. Oh, do I'll they? have you know. So, if you... But if you look at their other shows that are like relatively long-running, right? Like Justified. Sure. The Shield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. I, I don't... I would... I don't think Sons of Anarchy got to 100 episodes. Oh, what are you, seven, seven seasons? 70, maybe? I don't, seven seasons. At 13 episodes apiece? Some it's of them close. are more. Some of them are more Yeah, than maybe. 13. I think maybe they just barely got to 100 but I don't episodes. Think, I, don't think, I don't think the 100-episode mark. I think that that's a relic of old TV. Well, it's the 100-episode the mark is, I think, the legal limit to get to syndication. Another thing on my I don't think And I don't think you can syndicate a show that has as many F-bombs as Sons of Anarchy. I don't think it's necessarily the legal. I don't think there's... Well, I don't think the judiciary has passed any rules... About how many yeah, but they probably have some like union crap or whatever. But anyway, um, but hey, I just don't understand. Like, who who approves this? Like, it's the costs are insane, and then like, but the promise of it is low. That's that's the thing that's that's crazy. Like, usually, if you see like like a, a miniseries event, you can see that the production quality is not very good unless it's on HBO. Right. But Fargo is just like, and then I guess that the way they're doing American Horror Story, they're like doing it. As yeah. like each year is just a miniseries instead of yeah. like, a re- even though everyone really knows nudge nudge wink wink it's a regular series, but they get way more Emmy nominations this way. That's true, but they also get to work with actors who who might not you know. Jessica well, Lange says it's her last season. She, I think she said that last season too. Right? Yeah, you don't think so. I don't think so. But like, but the but the idea is also like so you were talking about though, like getting high profile actors. Like I, I really but like you're talking the highest profile actors for for Fargo. They're crazy cast. How? Who's the highest profile actor? The guy who stars in it, that British guy who's from The Office, and also is Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Yeah. I. I it's don't a big know. deal, isn't he? He's not a big deal. What about Tom Hanks's kid? <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest star in 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 Fargo is Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, and, I forgot. <laughs> and, and but but for him that was like that that was just like a huge it was like a favor a huge boost for his profile, right? I mean, it's just like this really prestigious TV event. I mean, people, if he wanted to work, he it. could work. I think. Well, yes and no. I mean, films films have changed. Like blockbuster movies have really changed the landscape. You're, you know, I was having a conversation with someone. I think Mark Calderaro uh, does a lot of text coverage for the Pro Tour now, and is a film critic and yeah. works in works in the uh, I think is becoming an agent out in Hollywood. And, oh wow, nice. Yeah. I may have just outed him. I don't know, but oh uh, well. Yeah, tough. no one listens to this. Don't tough. worry about it. Um, yeah, he, we were talking about like the idea, like some of the filmmakers that we really like, like John Sales, who's a Hoboken filmmaker, who's made like some of my favorite movies ever. Right, like City of Hope. Do you like Lone Star? Richard Linklater. I like Richard Linklater. I mean, he's a great example of of something like this. Like. But, like, the, the, the opportunities for those filmmakers are much smaller right now. And, like, there's far more opportunity to do, like, really interesting storytelling, character development, and, you know, get, like, this attention drawn to your work by creating serial TV content. Like, you know, 10, 12 episode seasons. And, you know, it's something, I think, really interesting happening right now in that space. Oh, I mean, I think scripted TV is amazing. I mean, I was actually out to dinner with a bunch of bunch of guys from Yahoo a few weeks ago and we were talking talking about the community launch you know yeah. it's like you would have never thought a few years ago of 
of uh, a show that's a network TV show, right. NBC, going not even not to another network, right. but going to Yahoo. Right. Right? Like, and that's what's going to happen, right? And who would have thought that Yahoo would still be a thing? <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, like, they had their, their Alibaba <laughs> marker was good for that. I mean, they're, you know, it's possible. You have all these people who are like, have creative license. Here, yeah, let's, play, let's play an association game to me. You say the word Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo. 1994. <laughs> Maybe 1996. Right, I'll out somebody. My wife is a friend, okay? She's a good friend. Who we are sure is a CIA agent, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is how we're sure that she's a CIA agent. Ixnay. Ixnay on the... I'm not going to say her name, okay? IACA. So, we are sure see, this is why we are sure she's a CIA agent. Right, let's only speak in pig Latin, so no, 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 the CIA no, 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 can't okay. understand so, this. So, she worked with her in an advertising agency like 15 years ago. Yeah. But she's of Iranian descent. Yeah. And speaks fluent Farsi, okay? Okay. And her career path has been very strange since she was in the, since she was in uh, this advertising agency with my wife. She like randomly, like at the beginning of the 2000s, randomly picked up to go to work in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Yeah. Do you know what companies are based on in Washington, D.C.? AOL. <laughs> and you think of someone who's working at the world's largest advertising agency, get up to go work at AOL. <laughs> At the beginning of the 2000s. Then, a few years ago, she, she got restationed. I mean, got a different job to come up to New York to work at a string of companies like Ask.com and Yahoo. This is bouncing around. Whatever company would be like, oh, this company's still around. And this, boys and girls, is why you don't watch too much scripted television. Because you think everybody's Kerry Russell. Oh, I, well, first of all, Kerry Russell is a... KGB agent. Yeah. Have you watched that show yet? Americans? Yeah. Seen yeah. every episode. Okay, okay. It's good. good. I like it. I don't remember. Season two I like better than season yeah, one. Yeah, season two is obviously better, but I mean season one was great. I like it. I like it a lot. Season two is terrible. It's coming back. We've got like two weeks. I like it. What's your bubble shows? Here that that was a question oh, I Oh bubble shows. Yeah, like what are the shows on the bubble? So for me, suits is always on the bubble. Oh like, no, I watch every suit. I watch suits. It's not as season two is great, it's been worse. Like suits is like suits is like always the show I'm threatening to cut. I missed the entire last season of White Collar, and now it depends on the White last Collar, White Collar never got on my... Really? It I was never. good. It seems like something I would like. First two or three seasons were really good, but here, then they solved the mystery, and then the show kept going. Here, here are the shows that seem like I should like them, yeah. based on, on what I normally watch. And it's White Collar, Leverage... I never watched Leverage. I never watched Leverage either. And uh, White Collar, Leverage, and uh, there was another show I was thinking of. I don't... Oh, and, and, and Burn Notice. I've never watched I've tried to watch it. The only shows that just should be right in my, like, junk TV wheelhouse. There's only so much time to watch Exactly, TV. exactly. They're on the So those shows, those shows were pre-bubbled. But Suits, Suits is like, I just can't deal with another episode of Suits where they're like, here's this incredibly, you know, difficult emotional conflict between, you know, the two, two lovers, two co-workers, yeah. two best friends, whatever. You know, it's just this, this seemingly irreconcilable difference and then Stephen Moffat flies in waves his magic wand <laughs> and, it's, and it's just fixed somehow the next episode you're like oh you're right I should listen to you more Mike let's have sex <laughs> so like and by Mike I don't mean this Mike I mean Mike on Suits Suits so here's the thing I don't get about Suits but I should listen to you more Mike I don't get how that show got made either <laughs> let's have incredibly lavish 
New York office space as our studio. Like, okay, well, a lot of the times these are like filmed in Vancouver or something. Yeah. Except this one isn't. No, no. <laughs> it's actually in New York. And let's just take the most expensive office space that's like $5,000 a square foot and make that our, our, our studio. Whose idea is this? Um, and then, but then somebody pays for this, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing I don't get is who's the target audience of suits? Apparently like us. they're just assholes on this show. They're like, they're like, blah blah blah, a billion dollars. Blah blah blah, some other words, a hundred million dollars. Blah blah blah. Okay, I'll give you a million dollars, and then we'll have sex with these two women. Blah blah blah, <laughs> a billion dollars again. You they're, can't, you can't imagine a target audience. <laughs> like, this. like, you guys are assholes, but we're bigger assholes because we went to Wharton instead of Harvard. Like, <laughs> literally, there's a line on suits that's just like, you might have gone to Harvard, but we went to Wharton. It's like, who even knows what those words mean, right? Like, there's there can't be that big of an audience yeah, of people yeah. who understand the words or understand the scale. That's what I don't get. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when people talk about like, like the number of zeros they're talking about, even somebody who does numbers or finance, their eyes glaze over sure, when people sure. start talking about numbers these big, and that's just what they just blah 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 Kobe blah 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 blah. I got Michael Jordan to make a phone call for me blah 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 blah. I have. I have an idyllic memory, so I memorized all of the contacts in your phone. So now I'm the most powerful person in the world because I looked at your phone for one second. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, there's, there's like this crazy kind of adolescent power fantasy associated with money that yeah. itch that gets scratched yeah, when you're yeah. watching Suits. But I just don't, like, when they were, like, the production meeting to make this show, they were like, oh, yeah, like, really greedy people. Yeah, it's greed, it's greed porn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. But I think, so, like, the average person just, like, so, I have a hard time connecting with it, you know. So a show, a show that was on the bubble for me going into this season yeah. is Person of Interest, which I've talked about before on this podcast. But, like, this season of Person good. of Interest, like, the show is actually just, like, Batman. doing some of the most, no, not just Batman. It's So it's Batman. Now it's the Justice League. No, no, it's Batman. But there's also two just gods doing battle in cyberspace of this world. And it's interesting? Yeah, it's really interesting. I was thinking about There's buying just... Person of Interest seasons to watch at the gym, but then I found out that one of my Kindles can just download uh, can just download Prime shows, and I watch oh, those okay. at the gym now, which is the greatest thing per, that's per, ever happened per, to me. Per, person of Interest has got really interesting. I, I, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> one of the, it's like this weird show that nobody else watches. I feel very alone with it, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I watched. I used to watch sometimes on on when I was on at the gym, right? So yeah. I'd watch a few episodes that way. I mean, the the basic conceit is like, there's two characters. One is Batman. One is Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. And then like the Bruce Wayne guy tells the Batman guy what well, to do. Well, so 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 the main so so uh, the guy who played who who played Linus on Lost. Who I see all Michael the time. Michael Emerson. Yeah. yeah Michael Emerson. All, if you ever go to the 59th Street yeah, Station, you, see him all the you time. cannot miss him. He in in the show he built a machine for the CIA to predict terrorist events. Right? Is it just, Brother Eye, like Bruce Wayne did? Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just Brother like, Eye, I'm right? just going to build this machine that's going to monitor all, you know, humans, co- all humans, communication. all communication, all satellite feeds, all cameras. He just builds this machine to predict terror activity and then like generate a report and go, okay, well, we got to kill this person because they're going to blow up this building because we just have an algorithm, yep. right? But the machine has, you know, he's also tried to build a, a moral code into the machine like because he doesn't want it to just become this Brother Eye. Yeah, this just monster that's destroying humanity, right? That just goes, oh, humans stink. That's the problem. 
Yeah. So he's trying to. So anyway, but he also just realizes that there's all these incidental numbers that you know the computer's just like, oh, you know, Mike Flores is going to get killed by some guy who he played in the top eight of a PTQ, <laughs> right? And was a jerk to. <laughs> Right? Like, but that's just incidental. That's not relevant to national security. Yeah. And so those numbers were getting discarded. So the the, the, the character, he yeah. just decided to, like, he builds a backdoor into the program because he doesn't have access to the program. After anymore. he hands After it he over. After he hands it off. So he builds this backdoor so that the, pro, the machine, as it's called, yeah. can just get him a social security number whenever there's an incidental number. And he can then try to save that person's life or if that social security number is maybe the actor, in this case, prevent but them from doing know. something. But he doesn't know. He doesn't He gets a minimal amount of information. He just knows something critical is going to happen with the social security number. So he, he acts upon that and he uses Jim Caviezel as, uh, who's like this ex-military guy, um, to be his Batman. He's called the man in the suit on the show. Everyone just, oh yeah, the man in the suit came in and destroyed, <laughs> destroyed everybody. Um... But the machine is sentient. Yeah. And roaming free of its mainframe at this point. And there's a rival machine that was built without its moral code that's also free of its mainframe and just... And they're fighting? And they are fighting. But the machine And is... they're doing battle through their human counterparts. So there's this, like, scene and... And obviously just spoilers. I mean, yeah. too late here. But there's a scene where the evil machine or has just taken control of its analog interface which is a human yeah. and it's just like this 12 year old kid and he's just like look I'm going to destroy you and all your analog interfaces and he's <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and the show's awesome so it's just like Batman and like some like Asimov you know science fiction you know lunacy or Werner Vinge or just it's like it's really good comics and really good sci-fi so speaking of really good comics I have a recommendation okay Courtney Crumran and the Night Things, number one. Have you ever read that? No, but I know Courtney Crumran. Courtney Crumran, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, former magic artist. Yeah. Uh, and it's super good. It's my, it's my favorite number one I've ever read. Okay. Uh, the the conceit... So, it, like I think the back of the book critic would say, imagine Harry Potter through the lens of Hieronymus Bosch. Uh, but I would say it's just, imagine if, like, Harry Potter were, like... Like, I, always, I often say that Veronica Mars, which is my favorite TV show, is imagine that uh, Nancy Drew were an asshole. Yeah. That's yeah. Veronica Mars. Imagine Harry Potter were an asshole. Right. Not a bad guy, right? right like, right. still a hero. Yeah, yeah. But an asshole. Okay. Yeah. That's Courtney Crumman. Okay. Um, so, Courtney Crumman and the Night Things, number one. Uh, it's a, you know, Courtney Crumman's a little girl. She uh, moves into, like, this rich neighborhood. All these people like around her are rich, and her parents are super materialistic, but like, spent all their money or whatever. And so she has a rich uncle, and her turns out her rich uncle is like an archmage, and she falls into a world of magic and mischief that she doesn't understand yet. And the first issue is really, 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 really good. And it's by Ted Nifa, who is a ex magic artist, um, and. He does some... I think he's done some mainstream comics as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of done some... X-Men, off, maybe. Off-kilter mainstream stuff, yeah. I think. So... Yeah, he's very good. Uh, yesterday, LeBron James declared the Cavs not very good. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. <laughs> so you were not a good team. It's okay. Do, so, do you know, did you see what MSG's Knicks campaign is? No. It's like, Knicks basketball all season long. 
That's their, that's their slogan. That's all they got. By the way, they preface that with a, like a little mini interview with Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. All right. So Knicks basketball all season long. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So, but I mean, I don't want the Knicks to win any games. What do you want them to do? I would get the. Why, why tanking they, isn't a real strategy. Why wouldn't I just want them to get the first pick? That happened for my team three out of the last four years, and we didn't even. We only improved because of free agency. Tanking is not a strategy. Well, I mean, the thing There's is, only one team that's ever even built a good team from tanking. Sure. And that's OKC, and they never won a title, and they're not sure. going to win a title. They might not make the playoffs sure. this year. Well, I mean, the thing is that the Knicks have everything coming off the books this year, except for Melo. It, it, but the thing is, you need you actually need actual assets, not sure. just stuff coming off the books. Like, OK, so you have no players on your team. You have to go sign players. Can you? Well, no, no, no. I mean, they can, they, can, they can also choose to keep. They can also choose to sign Shumpert or Hardaway or. Yeah, but I mean, like. If you're if you're a marquee free agent coming onto the coming onto the the market in the summer of 2015, do you want to? You're like, oh yeah, these guys offered Andrea Bargnani a max contract. I'm sure this is a well-run team. I mean, like, it's weird that the Knicks are like the most valuable team in the NBA, right. but their their back office is so bad. It's like shockingly bad, right? Like. Am I? I mean, theoretically, it was. I mean, hopefully, it's not anymore. That's supposed to be the idea. Is that they're supposed to be changing that? So, I mean, like, my dad came up for Christmas, and we were we were watching the the game that the Heat beat beat, uh, Cleveland. beat Cleveland on Christmas Day, and you know we're talking about Golden State, obviously, and they're unstoppable this yeah. year. Yeah. Let's see, let's see if it holds up in the playoffs. It looks like they're going to be a really strong team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean. Kerr's got them playing defense, which is not something that they've it's historically amazing. done. Kerr's just like, this is his first coaching gig. Yeah, yeah. And he's been amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, he also has amazing, I mean, he's been amazing, but he also has fairly amazing talent. You know, he has some amazingly talented Do you think players. he has better or worse talent than Black has? Because Black has a Von Ihnen gewählte Rufnummer ist leider nicht verfügbar. Bitte rufen Sie die Auskunft an.